Hey, welcome back, everybody. This is the uh, episode of Business and Life Stories. And also, we're doing an episode with the Two Perspectives podcast. So both podcasts are participating. Uh, with me today is Mess Rosal from Denmark. Uh, he also runs a... Um, he always laughs at the way I pronounce his name. He, <laughs> Because that's not how you pronounce it, but fair enough. Yeah, he also Go runs on. a really, really fascinating LinkedIn channel known as The Intelligent Viking, which I encourage everybody to go look at. And he's not on camera because apparently there's some kind of internet issues right now, and that's fine. So never let never let technical stuff stop you from doing your business, ever. So today, Mess has some kind of... Uh, surprise interview for me so go ahead take it away mess yeah well i have a surprise interview for the both of us because it's it's very lightly planned because we kind of just make it go and um, the stuff that i actually wanted to hear about you today is how to really start up a company but since your background is also in how to fix the funding in companies i thought we would go down that road specifically so Let's skip over like the first initial stage, which I think there's been plenty of stuff made about that. But let's say you're the mid-sized kind of company that want to to actually gain that funding. What are some of the things that we can do as a company owner to achieve that? Yes, those are great questions. Mid-sized or what we call companies that are beyond the early stage are to be congratulated for surviving that long. That's that's very difficult to do in the business world. But to grow bigger, very important that you know how to get funding. And the typical path someone will go down is to go speak to bankers and go to some of the big uh, capital firms. You know, some are venture capital, some are angel investors and so forth. But it's generally not going to work out well for most people because everybody's going to the same places and there's far more opportunities than there are investment dollars for coming from those sources. So it's very, very important to look at other places where you can get capital outside what you might find on Google or just checking through LinkedIn. And like Google, it's just like the same kind of companies that comes up. I think it's changed a little bit. I'd actually, I would like to hear your opinion about that because I think I definitely see on Google, YouTube in general, the quality of ads, I would actually say, have gotten a lot worse over the last year or so. Yeah, it's always interesting to me how advertising changes. Now, I'm not in the advertising game myself, other than like any business person, I need to you know, evoke interest in my company and then define my new clients, right? That's that's what all businesses need to do. But definitely the quality of ads I've seen, it's almost like they're all coming out of the same place. They all look very similar, make similar claims, similar fonts, similar layouts. So yeah, so I, I kind of wonder where the creativity has gone. I feel like it's just one person saw something work very, very well and and when with it, something I think both of you and me have seen plenty of times in our life separately. And so, but getting back to, to the funding, like what is, let's say, 
you can choose top three, top five, that's up to you. But the top things that we as a company need to have to actually achieve that funding if we look outside the banks. So you need to have three essential things that an investor would be looking for. And I'm speaking in very general terms because our style of investing may be different than someone else's. But in general, you need a business plan that can be explained within two minutes or less. If it requires a bunch of charts and long-winded explanations, it's not a very good plan. Second, you need a good solid founder or leader of the company who has a grasp on maintaining good personal relationships. And by this, I mean someone who can maintain healthy friendships with people. And they need to be able to maintain an appropriate level of connection and interface with their comp competitors, with their competition, right? Um, so it's a, a true fact that competition makes companies better. I, if, I completely agree with you. Yeah, if the leaders know how to maintain decent relationships, and that's the way it should be. So the third thing you need is a really good understanding of what kind of investors you want and how to reach them and how to present your information to them so that they'll say yes. Those three things have to happen for any company to grow. Um, and they will happen in varying degrees. You know, obviously we have the very famous example of Mr. Steve Jobs who was famous for not being able to have decent relationships with people. This was part of his persona. And yet that was a public persona. When you talk to the people who knew him face-to-face, -face, who worked with him face-to-face, -face, they will tell you a somewhat different version than what you see in the media. So even with people that we might think are very um, not good at relationships necessarily, they really are. It just might be different than what the media is showing you. Yeah, maybe, I think personally, um, Steve Jobs just saw relationships in a very, very different way than most people. Yes. Um, and therefore went about them in a different way. Yes. And some misunderstood that as he doesn't know how to do it. But if he didn't know how to do relationships, he wouldn't have made that much money. I'll tell you that much. But also, I think one of the interesting things that you brought up to me was actually the first point, because I kind of thought it was the opposite. You needed a lot of graphs to prove revenue and all those types of things. So speak a little bit more about that to me. So proving income or revenue, revenue um, simply means money coming in the door. It does not mean profit. Being able to prove revenue is typically done by showing financial statements and sometimes even tax returns. None of this is ironclad. So it, what I'm saying is it's easy for a dishonest person to fake it. And so investors know that. So investors are looking saying, well, gosh, uh, you know, as we do at our firm, it's like, um, that's great that you have this data, but that's not really helping me. What I wanna know who are you as the leader of the company? 
how are you generating the revenue? How are you making the revenue repeatable? And if a person can't explain that verbally, if they have to resort to a bunch of graphs, it really raises a lot of questions. Now, yes, the graphs help. It helps to have them with you on the table. If someone asks, you can show it, but making it part of the presentation is not particularly helpful because really what investors are buying into is you and your company and your team and your ability to manage what you're doing. Yeah, because it takes a... Di- it, actually, let me ask this instead, instead of saying it myself because you're the expert. But wouldn't you say it takes a different type of person to like run the like small size company that might employ one to three people? Runs completely fine, but not, doesn't grow beyond that. To actually t- take that company and go beyond that really takes... Like some sort of personality. There are different skill sets. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, there are some people who have managed to do both. They've managed to start up the company and grow it really big and continue in the chairman or the CEO spot or the president spot. Um, but to do that requires that you be able to delegate. And by delegate, I mean, once you've given something, somebody something to do, you follow the old rule. You either tell them what you want done and let them go do it, or you tell them how to do it and let them go do it. But you can't tell them both what to do and how to do it. So as a uh, early stager, you'll be very involved in both those things yourself, but you need to let go of one of them eventually. So there are very different skill sets. And the way that works out, Moss, you're totally right. In most companies, they grow to a point where the original founder has to either get out of the company or they need to transition into a different role. And we've seen successful examples of both. Sometimes the person came up with a great idea, the great invention, transitions into more of a role where they're continuing to work on the things they love to do, coming up with new ideas, new, new ideas, new thoughts, new inventions, and so on. And sometimes they just need to leave because they won't leave the new people alone, let them do their work. Uh, yeah, that's definitely an issue if you have like a, a manager or a boss or somebody over you in any type of way that's too much on it because it actually hinders you from doing your work because you always have to explain 10 different things instead of being productive. So how do you tell that this person doesn't have that personality so you don't end up making a bad investment? Well, we do get fooled sometimes. I'll say that uh, any investor that tells you they're right all the time is not telling you the truth. In general, what we're looking for is the body language. When I ask questions about their team or who else is on board or who they're planning to bring in, you know, they, they could be real early stage and they're still interviewing people and you know, whatever, that's, that's all good. But there are things that we cannot control very well when we're asked a question. These include things like eye movement, breath control, tension in the shoulders. There's a whole number of things that, you, that we're looking at and, you know, being able to read that. If, we, if I asked a question about a person's ability to delegate or experience with delegating, and I see a lot of tension in their body all of a sudden come up, 
That could be because they weren't expecting the question, or it could be because they're bad at delegating. So I need to ask more questions to, to find out. So that's one thing we're looking for. The other thing is, what do the other people look like that they brought with them? And by look like, I mean, if they've come in the room with you know two or three other people from their company, are those people more or less paying attention? Are their eyes focused on the speaker, the founder, or are their eyes focused on us, the investors? Are they going back and forth? I'm also looking for, are people dressed appropriate for the market they're trying to get to? So, you know, depending what your market is would then drive what kind of image you want your company to have. So I ask, is the image we're seeing consistent with the market they want to go after? So really, yes, you need to, you really invest at the end of the day, you really invest in like the belief in the person. Absolutely. Just to take it to whatever like length it goes. But with you seeing so many different people and hearing about so many different ideas, is there something interesting that might be coming up at the market that you have like seen a common occurrence or something in that sort of type type of thing? Yeah, there's been a really interesting thing uh, recently. We've been talking to a, a gentleman who's a business coach. And of course, that term can mean almost anything, right? It's, yeah. not, it's not a licensed term. It's not a regulated term. Anybody can use those two words to mean almost anything they want. Um, but this gentleman came to us and he had so much heart. He had so much love for human beings. He had so much desire to bring his system to market that we're getting very interested. And in talking with his um, business associates, the people are, he doesn't call them employees, which is also very interesting for us. He, he doesn't refer to them as associates either. He just calls them his friends. Now that could be good or bad. You know, the question is what's he going to be able to do if he has to fire somebody or discipline somebody. Right. But in yeah, his case, a... Yeah. In his case, the way he uses the word friends is very appropriate to his company and the culture of the market he wants to get. So, you know, it's not, it's not like you or might think of the word friends. He's using it in a different context to mean people that he, he wants to build good long-term friendships with. Uh, the old term for that was repeat customer, okay? So that's part of, the, part of our listening skill is to listen in, find out what he really means when he says things. Um, we also like that he has a, a really wide range of ages in his company, which is good. And uh, he has, you know, he's in three different countries, which we think is fantastic. And, and all this is happening before he's going for funding. So with the internet and things like Zoom and Google Meet and all these other video conferencing things, there's no reason to not start out international. You can totally do it. There's the only like difficulties when the, at least in Europe, when the time zones go from daylight saving time to not, because that like week is just confusing. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. missing, everybody's time up. They're telling that the meet is going to be at eight. Nope, it's going to be at nine. Well, at least that has happened a lot of times to me more times than I would like to admit. Well, 
you um, you kind of went into it a little bit with like, about the person and how like how they they perceive themselves. Like how do you, because I believe that you think and truly believe that being an entrepreneur and actually building a company is something that we can learn. We're not born with it, correct? Correct. What are some of the ways we can build up that skill set to actually delegate and manage those opportunities and find the right people, which is very important? So pestering people who run podcasts is a great way. And by pester, I'm saying that, you know, in a fun way. It should be fun. It should not be, you know, a chore or difficult. But honestly, uh, people that have shows on YouTube, you know, we have a show. Uh, you and you and Linda have the Two Perspectives podcast show. If a person hears us and they're interested in what we're saying or they like our personalities, one of the best ways they can start building the entrepreneurial skills is just contact us. Say, hey, can we do a call? Um, it doesn't necessarily mean they'll be on the show, but we talk to almost everybody that contacts us. Everybody gets some kind of a response. And I know they do with you guys as well. Uh, you know, the famous story about a person wanting to get on Jamie J's podcast. And so they kept asking me over and over. And I kept saying, call him, call him. Here's his business phone right here. And finally, finally, months later, they called him. But part of building the skill is reaching out to people that are doing the things that interest. Or in our case, we, you know, we're looking for companies. So if you're a company or starting a company and want to learn how to do that, reach out. Um, another great way to do it is publishing your own thing. Build a website. There's a million templates of websites out there you can do really cheap and easy these days. Build a website that talks about your idea a little bit, talks about what you're trying to do as a company, talks about your personality, just a few paragraphs, really. It could just be one page and, you know, something. Put something out there. Yeah, what I'm getting like getting from what you're saying is it's in general just do something that has to do something with it. Yes. Like, because, like if it you go ahead. So uh combined with that, of course, you want to do a lot of reading. If your intended business is to um, be a finance manager, for example read all the books on finance management that you can find. Or if you want to be a business coach, go out and read a lot of the business classics, how to start businesses. And at least here in the U.S., we have books going back. You can still get pretty easily on the internet, but there's books going back almost 200 years on how to start businesses. And like, and speaking to that, actually, the first thing that I thought about when you said just like plastering them and going out was in Think and Grow Rich, he approaches, I can't remember the person, but he just keeps on going at him. Like, I want a job at this company. Um, I can't remember the specifics, but I remember like the entire scene of it, which is a very, very old book. I think, isn't it coming up in a hundred years now? Yeah. Um, that was a very interesting book and, that brings up a great point. Just because something's printed in a book doesn't mean it's going to fit you and your personality. So part of the all part of doing all that reading is finding out what things are 
you know, your vibe, what things resonate with you and what things don't. You know, a, a really thing, um, technique I love to do. And this works because it's genuine. It's who I am. So whatever technique you use to approach people has to be part of who you are already. You can't be fake. People know when you're being fake. But I genuinely enjoy sitting down because I'm two meters tall or six foot six inches for the rest of you. Please, yeah, do sit down <laughs> if you're next to me because I don't I, like people being taller than me. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it. I generally don't like standing up next to people because I, they feel like uh, they have to back up or something. But um, We have to, otherwise our neck starts hurting. <laughs> so I enjoy sitting down. So what I'll do... Uh, I'll be in a coffee shop and I'll get a table or outside a, a conference hall or something, just grab a table and I'll make sure there's at least two other chairs there. And everybody that walks by, I'll say, Hey, come join me for a few minutes. Now. Yes. 99% of the people walk, just keep going. That's okay. It's the other 1% of the ones I'm going to meet. And I have met some really interesting people by doing that. You could do the exact same thing on the internet. So you're on LinkedIn, you read someone's post, you're like, huh, that's interesting. So just send them a private message. No sales pitch, no trying to you know, push anything. Just send them, tell them what you thought was interesting about their post. Then if you actually are trying to sell something, just be completely transparent because I think you're wasting your time if you're doing it the other way. Yeah. And, and if I were going to sell something or help a company promote through LinkedIn or any social media, I, I think the same rule still applies. Get to know your contact first before you ever bring it up because people will ask you, they're going to go look at your profile. And if they're interested in what you're doing, they're going to ask about it. So you don't have to push it. Um, but let me ask you, Moss, how many times have you seen through LinkedIn somebody send you a copy and paste sales pitch that they obviously didn't read your profile first? Um, those are actually not that bad. The, the normal, like the, the real sales pitches I only get is um, just the sponsored ones. Those are so untargeted. Those definitely have yeah. read your profile. Those are so random. If it says sponsored, I, I don't read them. Um, it just, but I think the thing is, like, it just in general, generally, really fucking annoys me. If it's a sales pitch or not, if I clearly can feel that you have not taken the time to read my profile in any type of way, like, there might be small details down there. We can skip on those. But if you can clearly hear that, it actually kind of pisses me off and makes me not want to speak to you. Yeah, exactly. Now, imagine that. You know, a mid-sized company, as you've been asking about, is going for more funding. At that size company, you're generally not speaking to one investor. You're generally speaking to a group of investors who are sitting on the other side of the room or the other side of the conference table. If they get the sense that all you're there for is to get some money, that's going to be a really hard deal for you to make. There's got to be more than that. There's got to be the drive, right? And there's got to be an awareness. One of the one of my favorite questions to ask is, so uh, Mr. or Miss Company Founder person, 
Um, why do you want us as investors? Why us? There's, there's a gazillion investors out there. Why us specifically? They ask that question every job interview as well. So there must be some sort of reason for it. Yeah, it's to find out if they actually learned anything. Uh, yeah. um, you know, I've had people approach me about funding, I can see that. funding things that are the exact opposite of what we do. And so I go, well, thinking to myself, why would they be approaching us when they could have easily found out that we fund things that are the exact opposite of what they're doing? Yes, that that is like, it makes it like, you're just here because, as you mentioned yourself, you want some money and you're just going from door to door knocking on it, just like that. What is like a door salesman? Is that what it's called? We don't have him in Denmark, so I don't actually know it's illegal here. <laughs> no, it, 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 for real, it like it's illegal to go and like you can ask for like donations to like charities, like oh, going from door to door, but it's actually legal to go and sell stuff from door to door. It's against the law, so you can't do that. So I don't know what they're called, but of course, the, the thing that got like was made illegal when I was like four or something. Oh. So I vaguely remember it. For and just in general, it take the time to show that you have taken the effort to you actually you're willing to like do something with it because if you're not even willing to read if i'm mike say my company page before coming to meeting well what else can't you be about to do that's what's alarming me yeah exactly exactly because as far as i remember it's, it's quite clear to see which path and which kind of companies you guys normally invest in on your website. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't been there in a while, but last time I saw it, I, I, it was pretty goddamn clear and you had to, to really not want to see it, not to see it, or not look up the website, which really showcased just lack of effort. Which brings up an excellent point. Whatever you do on your LinkedIn profile, your Facebooks, your, you know, wherever you post your presence online, YouTube, wherever it is, check your spelling, check your grammar. It's real hard for investors to take you seriously if you've got a bunch of bad grammar, bad spelling on your website or wherever you're posting. And remember, people are looking at your social stuff. So if you post a lot of political things or a lot of this or that or whatever, that's fine. That's freedom of speech. Nobody's going to be bothered by that. But if it's not coherent, that's a problem. So, you know, watch what you're saying as far as if you don't have a good grasp on grammar and spelling, get an editor to check your work. Yeah, for sure. And sorry for that. Those messages going up in the background. I thought my phone would only go out like oh, they didn't. normally. People never text me, but as soon <laughs> as somebody hits the record button, everybody wants to get a hold of me. But I actually, I think we've been around the whole like getting funding thing pretty well. Is there something that you want to add on onto it? Yeah, I wanted to surprise you with a few interview questions I might ask if you're coming to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. 
Oh, yeah, go oh that's good. I got to make the show fun. All right. So uh, let's say that you're uh, and for the audience, this is what we call role play. This is practice and it's something that's good and helpful and should be a lot of fun. Um, so let's pretend that Moss is his intelligent Viking company, his podcast, and he needs to raise $100,000 so he can go truly go build himself an amazing studio and start putting out much higher quality videos. So he's sitting before us and um, well, I can't show you the visual because his camera's off. Well, I'm glad you didn't catch it <laughs> because as soon as you mentioned the question, I was like, damn, it's been a long day. It's hot in here. Oh, fuck. I wasn't expecting it's, that. Yeah, so it's I, hot I'm here very too. thankful that. But uh, for those of you who, who don't know what Moz looks like, you can see his profile on LinkedIn. So anyway, Moss, explain to me why the name Intelligent Viking. Well, first of all, it's because I think like the, the Viking thing is like whole it's a part of the personality up in Scandinavia. It's like we've examplified the same thing as I did earlier today. It's like it might be warm here, but the water is still really, really cold. It's just getting in and doing it, getting it done. So I, I think it really showcases that very well. And then I'm big into like actually learning a lot about the subject. If I go into a subject, if it's something like sports, Formula One, or something like business, it could be, for example, the podcast, I go in at 110%. I want to know everything and anything. And that's why I'm looking for the funding, because I know how important it is to have good sound quality. And I have looked at other successful podcasts like Joe Rogan's and plenty of others and noticed some of the things that they have in common because if a podcast has bad audio quality let me just ask you are you really going to listen to it if it's like half an hour an hour long so second question moss um as you know if we were to fund you who are you going to bring in to help you i mean that, that's a massive undertaking uh, we know you're working with Linda Tilson because, you know, you do the Two Perspectives podcast, which we think is great. Um, do you need help from us? Do you need us to bring in some people to help you or do you have a team in mind already? Well, um, of course, I'm always open to suggestions. I think it would be stupid not otherwise to be that for a experienced company as yourself. But for right now, what we would say that we have a plan on that which is why we've chosen to, to come to you guys and come for uh, ask from funding because we've seen you've invested in a lot of, of similar things and you might have some, some very good ideas. So yes, we are also hoping for that, but it's not something that I'm expecting. Okay, so we're going to stop the role play there and just analyze the answers a little bit. The first answer was excellent. And what I got out of that is Moss is a guy and guys can give 110% to get things done. And that's part of what you got to do when you're going for funding. You have to get that across to your potential investors. The second question was not really about how he's going to get all this stuff done. It was a question designed to find out a little bit about how he views human relationships and what he's thinking for people kind of people he wants to bring in right so odds are when you go before a panel of investors they've already done a lot of research on your company um 
and it's not too hard to figure out where the potential weak spots might be. Um, so really, Moss gave a great answer to that. And the elements answer were particularly strong. Number one, he made it very clear that he doesn't want the investors butting into his company unless he really decides that he needs that, which is good. That's very good. Uh, he answered it in a great way. It's like, I'm, you know, he said, he's the kind of guy that's going to listen. He's going to consider what we have to say. Um, and if, if we happen to know people that are good, that he'd really think about bringing them in. And that's an excellent answer. Uh, so you need both elements that going before investors. If, if you say, oh, yeah, give us help. That's a desperation thing. They're not going to want to invest in you. Or they might be what we call vulture capitalists, where they're just looking to take your company, sell it, and pick the bones for cash. Okay. So you don't want to give up control. Uh, but you do want to be open because, hey, they might know somebody that's a really strong connection for you that could really help. So you don't want to cut that off. So good answers, Moss. Well, thank you very much. Well, the only really thing I went for was the 110% thing. That was <laughs> kind of just, well, I, I, I normally would have done a lot of research, but yeah, as you could point. hear, I clearly couldn't. I had about two minutes. <laughs> and as we spoke about like with audio, you would be able to hear me if I actually did research, which uh, like yeah. people <laughs> clicking is, oh, it gets my nerves on, like gets my nerves going. It really does. If it's like constantly. So I would I would avoid people from from having to listen to that, but that was that was definitely really fun. Like I like when you have to like give me questions because fuck you put me on the spot. I have to just think of something, run with it. I don't know if it's gonna work or not, but kind of Viking thing I spoke about is is kind of how I I really perceive life in general. And, and this is exactly why when we're working with clients, we have them do a lot of role play with us before they go out trying to get funding because it's so important to be able to think on your feet. It has to be natural. It can't be made up on the spot. It, you know, it's just, it's, it, I mean, in real life, it can't be made up on the spot. It has to be something that's natural and you need to have some practice with it. So, yeah. Um, I have one closing question for you, Moz. Um, what yeah, advice do you have? So you're in your 20s. I'm in my 50s. Um, what advice do you have for us old people about you know hiring you youngsters? Huh. Uh, that, well, that's very hard because oh, no, I'm not going to say that. I might get in trouble, actually. Uh, <laughs> 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 I just want something that, that's not a good thing. Um, but let, let's skip on that. Um, but I can definitely see why it can be very difficult. Let's put it like that. Because... Some young people are, are very good at putting on on an act. So I, I think it's really, when it comes to young people, it's hire fast, fire fast. Because mm. they don't really even know themselves yet. So how can you expect to get a full understanding of where they want to go? And you might find it like that's how you're going to find it. Yeah. It's like the amount of people you get in. I think... Even though it's wrong in a way, but like Red Bull in, in Formula One, the way that they do it, it's, there's been a lot of debate on it. I kind of agree with it is if you don't show us performance, you're out. But would they take a bunch of people on and actually give them a fair chance? Like oh, take yeah. them in, give them a fair chance, see if they're going to work or not. Uh, because 
you can't really be sure because like when I got hired at my current job, like what I wanted was to go into marketing and actually go to uni and get a degree. For, fuck it. I want to be manager here instead. That changed in like three months, like three to two months. Um, so that's why I'm saying you just have to kind of try and figure it out because that's what we're doing ourselves. And to all the young people, just go for it. They can only say no to you. They can't make your situation any worse. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember being in my early 20s and uh, yeah, that was, that was exactly the thing. Um, yeah, all all like, we could ever do is... 20s, like, jobless, it's like, things suck, but, like, not getting hired is not going to make anything suck more, so you might as right. well just go for it, like, make, like, just go 110%, and also, like, reflect a lot, I think, is, is what else advice I want to give to young people. Just think about, like, how you can change. I think that goes, like, from old people as well, like, hiring young people, because we probably do have a common trait, um, the gems probably do have. Yes. So, um, excellent, excellent answer to take us out on. So everybody, this is going to be audio only since we're both having camera things, but um, this will be on the two perspectives. You should see it in Intelligent Viking and Moss's LinkedIn, and you'll definitely see it on Capital Finders. So be sure to comment and send us any questions that you want to want us to uh, grill each other on next time. All right, take us out, Moss. Well, make, make sure you actually like click, because I'm going to make sure there's links to, to all the good stuff, me and Mike's profile, if you want to to get funding, learn how to get funding. It's really caught your interest this episode. Or if you want to get to know me more, also down in the description. And make sure to go to both Capital Funding and Two Perspectives to go give us a follow. I think that's everything I want to say. And just absolutely go out and crush this week.